A narcissist is a walking, living, breathing contradiction. They say one thing quite early in the love bombing stage but end up doing something entirely different in the later stages of devaluation and discard. Their incongruity is flabbergasting because the version they put out to the world, the version that you get to experience in the early stages of love bombing, isn't just slightly different from what and who they truly are, but a total facade, a completely different creation of their shape-shifting nature that deludes everyone who interacts with it. Let's try to understand and expose their hypocrisy once and for all in today's episode. Hi, I am Danish, a narcissistic abuse recovery professional. And in this episode, we'll be knowing seven ways a narcissist contradicts themselves and proves they're a hypocrite. Before we get started, please make sure that you're subscribed to the channel by pressing the subscribe button and push the bell icon to stay updated with everything latest that I post over here. Also, make sure to subscribe and follow as well if you're listening to this episode on a podcast channel. Number one, they claim they will never ask for anything other than your affection and love but then rob all your wealth and happiness. Quite early in the love bombing stage, a narcissist makes you believe that they are in this relationship for nothing except your love, your compassion, affection, connection and all of those positive things. They want you to believe that their love towards you is quite unconditional and they do not have any malicious intention. But later, when you get trapped in this relationship and when you fall for the facade, what you end up finding surprises and shocks you to your core. They stop all of the love that they poured into this relationship. They stop all the attention. They withdraw, they withhold and do everything to make you feel miserable and very lonely. And the bigger thing that happens is that they keep taking and taking and keep demanding until there is nothing left in you. They are like a vacuum that sucks you dry of your vitality and life force until you are reduced to a shell of yours. They rob you of your wealth, your happiness, your joy, your emotional resources, your psychological health, every single thing that you had as a person that you brought into this relationship as a partner. They leave you dry and take it away all and act as if they got nothing from you. Number two, they're outraged by people who cheat but have a pathological need to cheat on their partners. In the early stage of the love bombing, again, they might come across as someone who is woke, who knows their shit, who knows what they have been through in the past and what mistakes they have made and they weaponize radical honesty by acknowledging their flaws and shortcomings to make you think that this person is quite aware of who they are and therefore they are going to be extremely loyal in this relationship. They expect you to be the same, rather they create this psychological burden invisibly, a kind of responsibility towards the relationship, towards them so that you do not derail, you do not think of altering your ways or changing your ways once you step into the relationship and they start cheating on you. They may berate those people who cheat and betray their partners but end up cheating on you multiple times and quite heavily. And if you do the same, then you become their biggest enemy and they loathe and hate you. But at the same time, they wouldn't even think twice when it comes to cheating on you, when it comes to being disloyal to you. 
Why? Because they feel entitled. They think that they own you. Therefore, they can do anything they want to, but you can't do it since you are a slave to them. You can't ask them why they are doing what they are doing, but they can do everything they want to. They can control what you eat, what you wear, who you talk with, where you go, if you work or not. But you can't do anything like that. You, you can have no restrictions on them. If you do so, then you are punished you are punished for giving them a narcissistic injury or by trying to be better than them. Number three, they claim that your intelligence inspires them to respect you, but they then criticize you for being smarter than they are. A narcissist would admire your talents, your intelligence quite early in the love bombing stage and pretend to be inspired by it. For example, if you are a musician, they would admire your voice. They, they might admire the way you play those instruments. They might admire the songs that you write and all of that stuff, but later would degrade you for the same. Why? Because they are deeply jealous, pathologically jealous, and because they can't have it, so they have to destroy it. It's like, if I can't have it, I won't let, let you have it either. It's either mine or it can't be anyone's. That kind of parasitic and predatory mentality is what they use to operate in a relationship. So if you are smarter than them, if you know something more than them, it is again a narcissistic injury. How could you know more than me? How could you be better than me? How can you not be lesser than me, smaller than me when you're supposed to? Because I am supposed to be the one who knows it all. I am supposed to be the one who has it all, who takes it all. So they destroy you. They destroy your talents. They destroy your intelligence. And they put this crippling self-doubt in your head until you stop doing the thing that you were a master at. Number four, they claim never to lie, but you are always catching them lying. Now, a narcissist might come across as someone who is very truthful. Again, the concept of radical honesty. They might come across as someone who is quite honest and more so it happens in the early stages of the relationship or they might pretend to have honesty and truthfulness, both of them as, their, uh, as the values they uh, hold on to. But in the later stages of the relationship, lie compulsively because lying is an intrinsic part of the narcissistic personality a narcissist is him or herself a lie because their false self is based on the falsehood they are not who they pretend to be so you can imagine already how lying would be a part of interwoven part of everything that they are they lie compulsively and pathologically about every single thing without having the need to do so Lying to a narcissist is like breathing to you. They can't survive without it. Before we move to number five, I am really curious to know what kind of contradiction did you notice in the narcissist that you were with and how did it impact you? Drop your experiences in the comments below and help other survivors feel validated. Number five, they claim to loathe and despise their family but will attack you if you point out any flaw in them later because they are enmeshed with their parents or the family in general. Quite early, if you point out some of the issues in the relationship they have with their family because you see they are too close with them, it's quite unhealthy, they would pretend to loathe their family or say they hate them, they don't want to do anything with them and so on just to gain your trust, just to kind of create this false blanket of safety for you so that you are like 
yeah, I, uh, now that I appointed it, uh, pointed it out, they are aware and they are just not going to derail anymore. They are not going to give in to this dysfunctional family dynamic. But what you end up finding and experiencing later just breaks you down. Why? Because every and any time you point out a flaw in their family or you point out a dysfunctional and unhealthy patterns in the family, instead of taking responsibility and creating strong boundaries with them, they take their side quite blindly. They are quite enmeshed. It's almost like you are treated like this outsider who doesn't belong there. It's like a mini cult of which you can never become a part. So you are collectively abused by these members, either through the narcissist or the narcissist abuses you through them. Also, the relationship of the narcissist with their parents, mother or father, is quite enmeshed. For example, if you are with a narcissistic man and if they are enmeshed with a narcissistic mother, the relationship between the two looks quite unhealthy and very nauseating. It's almost like a couple than being a parent and a son, a mother and a son. There are very blurred boundaries and you do not know what their, the status of their relationship is and what they are basically doing, what's going on in between them. So this enmeshment also makes you a victim of collective and you know major abuse of the whole family. Number six, they claim no one has ever understood them as well as you, but they accuse you of being unaware of who they truly are. Now, in the early stages of love bombing, once more, they might say, well, you have known me the way no one has ever. You see me and you have, you have seen me the way no one has ever. You are better than my exes. All of those were crazy ones, but you are the one who has just looked into my soul. You are the one that I have truly felt connected with. Why do they do so and why do they say so? Just to create this sense of obligation that now that they feel like you have seen them and they are connected with you in a way they have never felt this connection before. You feel like you are obliged to meet these standards they have invisibly set for you. You kind of see it as a mission to prove to them that now this is going to be different with me and I am going to be the person that you see me as. But hardly you know that this is just an idealization that is going on. The narcissist takes this idealized snapshot of yours and puts it in their head and you do not have any flaws, you're a doormat and all those things that are unrealistic. But later, because of your human nature, you definitely would have flaws. You would be doing human things and that is what is unacceptable to our narcissist and then that they project all of their shame onto you. They make it seem like you have never known them and that is where you are punished more, guilt-tripped more and you feel so sad and you start trying more, giving more because you think you have failed the one purpose and that was to know the narcissist and to be there for the narcissist. Also, they say this because they do not know themselves. If they do not know themselves, how would anyone else know them? So it's again a projection. This blind-sightedness and the, the blindness towards their own self-awareness is projected on you and it's made your fault. Number seven and the last one. They say they care about animals yet abuse them when no one is looking. This is by far one of the biggest crimes they commit because they are quite apathetic and they do not care about people at all, let alone animals. So maybe in front of others, in front of you know, children, you or other people that they have to charm, that they have to put into this delusion of theirs that they have created, 
they would be quite caring. They might become a part of animal rescue-related organizations and they might do a lot of charity related to animals. They might have a couple of pets, but they treat their animals quite horribly when no one is watching. They could go even to the extent of torturing them, sexually abusing them, or doing things that you would not even think of, which proves that they do not have a moral compass. They do not care. They do not have empathy. It's not even about lack of empathy, it's about no empathy at all. Because this poor soul cannot speak, cannot file a complaint, cannot talk about their abuse, they become the easy target. Did this happen in the environment that you lived in with the narcissist? If yes, drop your experiences below. That is it for today's episode. I hope it was insightful and you found this episode helpful. Let me know in the comments. Make sure you drop a like and share this video with the ones who might need it. Also, I'll see you in the next one. Till then, let the healing begin.